0: Welcome inside the Celtics Life podcast. I'm Luis Gonzalez here with Mark Allison. In this podcast, we're going to do a little bit of conspiracy talk because honestly, who doesn't like a good conspiracy? I think there's nothing better. But, you know, so so from things like lottery fixing to, you know, all these all these conspiracies or some of the conspiracies that are Floating around in the NBA and have been floating around in the NBA for quite some time. But anyway, before we get to that, we need to talk about Kyrie Irving a little bit more and the deal that finally
1: went official early or late last week. Was it Thursday, right? Thursday, the, the, the yeah. yeah the absolute, absolute last day that it could have gone through, right? Yeah, we
0: finally had a press <laughs> conference for Gordon Hayward, at least, and Kyrie Irving bringing them on officially to this Celtics team that looks nothing like it did last year.
1: Yeah, t- talk talk about conspiracies. How about Gordon Hayward not getting a pre- press conference? He's one of the biggest signings in franchise history, right? R- right up there, like, one of the biggest of the entire storied from Celtics history. Didn't get a press conference. Remember, he came into town, and we were joking about his Joseph A. Banks suits and all that. And... It's almost like Danny knew there was going to be some other big move, whether it was the Kyrie deal or something. I know they said that the, this deal wasn't available to him, but, I mean, don't you don't you think that's kind of strange that, that they didn't have a press conference for the I, – and I understand what happened where it got delayed because of the Bradley trade, but, I mean, wouldn't you fly him back here at some point for a press conference? Were they just going to roll into the season if they didn't make a deal? I mean, that Bradley trade went through – it feels like months ago now.
0: I mean, you know, yeah. it really wasn't months ago. But between that that day, which was at least um, a, a, probably a month ago, and last Thursday, there were there were plenty of opportunities to have this presser. But you, you that's an interesting point. I, I think there's, I mean, you know, NBA teams talk. Sure. And, and it, maybe Danny Ainge, you know, kind of knew that. I mean, because if you think about it, the Celtics and Cavs have been linked since their playoff series mm-hmm. in one way or another. I know it sounds weird, but, you know, they they were the last two teams in the East. Sure. Five-game series, whatever. So maybe Danny Ainge heard something during that series about Kyrie Irving and how he was allegedly very unhappy and wanted a bigger role, more prominent role. He wanted to basically have his own team.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And then he was just like, all right, I'm going to make this... Gordon Hayward trade, regardless, and then
1: we'll just wait. Yeah, so I mean, I just it—it's kind of funny. Like, do you think they would have had a press conference eventually, or they just would have just, you know, if they didn't get a deal? I mean,
0: don't you have to have a press conference? That's what I mean. It's
1: the biggest signing in franchise history, and it's like they would just—they were just not gonna introduce him to the public, the media, and everything. I don't know. It just seems crazy. Yeah. But either way... Kind I mean, of it worked re- out just fine, but... Yeah. <laughs> no, it really and, didn't. And, and, uh, and, I mean, Ainge said that this deal didn't seem like it was going to happen, because um, obviously they were asking for things like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum originally. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's still wild. Whatever. <laughs> At this point, I guess it doesn't really matter too much, because Kyrie Irving
0: says that he's ecstatic to be here. We're ecstatic
1: to have him, Right. Are we? I don't know. I don't want to get into this. I am. Team, oh right. no! Oh, Lord, I don't want to get
0: into. Oh. oh no!
1: That's right. We discussed this last week. I feel <laughs> I, I forgot. I forgot that you were Team Isaiah. Yeah, I just, It's not that I wasn't Team Isaiah all year, but uh, I'm I'm Team Uncle Drew all the way from here out. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll see how I feel come November.
0: Oh, you'll see. You'll see. Uh, Kyrie Irving thought or thinks thought. Some past tense, that playing with LeBron was, quote, awesome. But he hasn't spoken to him since, I think, the news dropped that he wanted out of Cleveland. I mean, yeah. I think it's a given that it's probably pretty awesome to play with LeBron James and go to three straight NBA finals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, I That's not news to me. But, you know, people... All with 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 any superstar, there's always a a butt. It's like with Michael Jordan. I'm going full disclosure. I really don't like Michael Jordan. I you know, granted he's the best player of all time, so on and so forth. But I don't. I think I don't like him as a as a person. He kind of seems like a dick. I mean, he does. <laughs> he really, really does. But with LeBron, you have this thing. Obviously, another generational talent. But there's always something. Like people say that he's this, that he's that, blah 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 blah. How much of it is true? I guess we have no idea. But I, I, yeah, <sighs> I guess all of these, all of these teammates of these players—Michael Jordan, uh, LeBron, whatever—they put all of all of their gripes to the side to, you know, have the chance to go to consecutive
1: NBA finals. Or yeah, that's what it seems like. And what I, what I, what I take from it is he he playing with LeBron is awesome, right? But maybe LeBron is not so awesome. Right?
0: Yeah. Personally. Okay, yeah, there you
1: go. <laughs> maybe that that's uh, easy uh, you know. I mean, and and granted, what are they going to say to each other? You know what I mean? He probably I, I would imagine uh that they're going to be on the ice for for some time anyways. Yeah. Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward actually share the same birthday. Yeah, I saw that at the thing. That's pretty wild. Uh, dude, and how about that press conference? Did you see the press conference when they got introduced? No, I didn't. Know. I was at work. So, dude, these guys, are, clearly they're, they're friendly because, um, I mean, they they acted like they were like best friends out there. It was pretty wild. And I don't know how much they talked to each other between the trade going down and whatnot. But um, a- apparently, Irving tried to recruit Hayward a few years ago when he was first a free agent with the Jazz. Um, before they, I, I, he was probably a restricted free agent though. Anyways, but yeah,
0: yeah.
1: before um, the Jazz re-signed him to that deal that he just came off of, like his after his rookie deal, uh, whatever the extension was that they they gave him. Yep. He, I guess in I, I think it's said 2012 or 2013. Um, they, they he went to Cleveland and Kyrie. I guess he met with Cleveland. Uh, he must have been a free agent, and obviously. And then um, Irving was trying to recruit him over there then, you know, so um, and I, I mean, they were talking about, I don't know, just they, they seemed like they knew each other pretty well, which was pretty surprising to me. I mean, I know a lot of the guys, especially the stars in the NBA are friendly, but it's not like they played on all star teams together. Kyrie was in the Eastern Conference and Gordon's from the West. Right. So I'm a big fan of players who
0: are like genuine friends
1: off the court playing mm-hmm. together. Yeah, I mean, I think that's cool, and, and it, these guys seem like they were on the same page. You know, I mean, it's a press conference, whatever. But they were joking around, and and clearly, they like each other. So that's a plus. Yeah, and you know what else is a plus? Obviously,
0: Brad Stevens, because Kyrie Irving said that half of the reason. Well, you know, it, it's it's, it's kind of weird because. Kyrie Irving had no leverage in any of this. <laughs> right, it's
1: not like he picked the Celtics.
0: <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't. Right. But I guess, in a weird way, he said that he either picked or likes Boston because of Brad Stevens.
1: Picked, yeah, picks is picked is the wrong word because again, he right. had no leverage. But he, I mean, this goes back to him being ecstatic to come here. I, I think Stevens is a big part of that. And you think about. All these other guys I mean we, we attracted Hayward obviously he had a connection with Stevens though but how many guys have we heard around the league say how brilliant Brad Stevens is I mean what he, what's changed in the past few years that all of a sudden we're drawing free agents like this like crazy like we got Horford last year even though we had a team that got bounced in the first round of the the playoffs you know and I think people just for some reason are drawn to this guy maybe he's a little younger maybe he's Maybe it's because he's just good at connecting with the guys, but obviously we know he's a good coach in terms of X's and O's. But uh, he's I, he's got to be the, the big draw here, right? Yeah, I'm starting to think that that's exactly what it is.
0: It's not, you know, we, we can get into the whole history of Boston basketball thing and how the fans are loyal and, mm-hmm. you know, just like the greats and the jerseys, the retired jersey, the, the yeah. 400 retired jersey numbers that are hanging from the Raptors and yeah, I mean, all of this great stuff. You know, the, you, the you, traditional you, stuff's definitely a draw for yeah. some, for sure. But at this point, it seems like that's clearly taking a back seat to brad stevens Mm -hmm. for what you know whether it's him being on the younger side him i i I have no idea i i don't i don't know what it is i don't know if players like his schemes or like how Mm -hmm. he
1: divvies up playing time or maybe it's just seeing him make everybody better like i mean with you know a couple guys aside, basically everybody that comes in place here has like that becomes a better player. It's it's nuts, you know. Look at what happened with Evan Turner. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty wild. And now we're gonna see what happens when you have a couple of superstars come and see what happens to them. I mean, look what he did with Kyrie. I mean, um, Kyrie, geez, uh, Isaiah Thomas, you know, he was a journeyman, you know, bench scorer and he almost led the league in scoring last year. That's nuts.
0: Yeah, I mean, this will be. I, I really think, and it seems backwards, but I think this will be Brad Stevens' biggest test this year. He's never had this much talent. On, and That's right. not taking anything away from Isaiah Thomas. No, or no. Or, or, uh, right, because even Griffin if even Crowder. if he just,
1: even if he had just gotten Hayward this year, it's, we would have said the same thing. Right. Yeah. It still would have been the most. You know, forget the Kyrie trade. He he has three. Three all star level players. I don't care what people say about Al Horford. He's an all star level player. So yeah, and so, bar I mean, barring
0: barring any trades, we'll, we'll go in with at least three bona fide all stars. Right. Never know what might happen. We'll see. Right. Danny Ainge always seems like he's up to something, even when there's no rumblings at all. Mm-hmm. Because this Kyrie Irving thing came out of nowhere. I mm-hmm. was in I was in IKEA. Full disclosure, I was in IKEA. I was having a, was having a great time IKEA is my happy place i'm very happy when i go to ikea for anybody that lives on the i don't know fun spot it's a fun spot yeah i don't know if
1: if we we got one yeah we got one outside boston
0: well no i was gonna say Dwayne reed it's like a rite aid or like a walgreens so in new york we have Dwayne reeds also my happy place i can go in there and just like and it's just like a (laughs) drugstore and i love it but anyway that's besides the point i was in ikea and I pull out my phone and I have bleacher report notifications, obviously. And I see this Kyrie Irving thing, and I'm just like, all right, my day is ruined. So thanks, Kyrie. And actually, thanks, Danny Ainge, for ruining my IKEA trip.
1: You want to, yeah, you speak of IKEA here. I was on a ferry going on to Alcatraz. I was on vacation in San Francisco, on a boat going to the Rock. And <laughs> all of a sudden, I get a text message from my buddy. With a link to a tweet about whatever talks were heating up or whatever. And I was like, what What the hell? I, my phone was in the red. I was on like 20% battery. I went to the friggin', um, uh the, the little store, the gift shop, and bought a friggin' battery charger. And the guy promised me that it would be, uh, you know, you fully charge. You can plug your phone right into it. Yeah, I got like 5% juice out of it before the thing died. Oh, no. And, and, I dude, I seriously hunted I was on a ferry boat looking for a wall outlet to plug my phone into on the way back so I could find out what happened. And then as sure enough, as soon as I got in on my phone back on after it died, the trade had gone down. Pretty wild.
0: You know, I'm pretty sure that Danny Ainge listens to this podcast because obviously who doesn't?
1: He set us up.
0: Set us up. Um yeah, so just just you know, for you, Danny. This is what this is what you do to us. You ruin yes. IKEA trips and you ruin ferry rides. Yep. Alright? <laughs> <laughs> uh. But anyway, I'm pretty sure everybody listening is tired of hearing us talk about IKEA and all this stuff. Anyway, so the big question is now, and I think this is I was gonna say the biggest question, but I already said it's a big question. How are the calves gonna function with
1: Isaiah Thomas? And Jay Crowder, I think Jay, Jay Crowder is a big get for them. Oh, and, absolutely. And I and I think if I if Isaiah comes back at, you know, if he comes back close to last year, I mean, here's the thing: we don't know how long he's going to be out. But uh, if he comes back, I mean, it's not like they can't weather the storm. Even if like the reports saying he might be out till the All Star game, let's say he comes back at the All Star game, they'll still be in the mix. They'll probably be. One, two, three in seeding, right? Even yeah. at that, even at that rate, it doesn't really matter what seed they get, anyways. Um, and they're uh, they're still. It, he'll. I mean, he's basic. Him and Kyrie are pretty damn close to the same player, you know. Uh, they're both a little better at certain things. My thing was the, the why the trade was such a good thing was because Kyrie we get an extra three years out of him essentially, right? Um, but I, I, I mean, ideally they score. They're both scorers. Their their i their stats from last year are, are almost identical aside from Isaiah being a higher volume scorer, but um, yeah I, I mean it's not like they're gonna lose much even if you even if people think Kyrie's better than Isaiah it's really not gonna be that big of a difference I think it's gonna be interesting to see what happens what if Derrick Rose is playing well are they gonna bring Isaiah off the bench I that would. That's not going to go over very well with, no, with
0: definitely, Isaiah. <laughs> definitely not. You know, I think I'm on record saying that Kyrie Irving, and this was before the trade, mm-hmm. that, that Kyrie Irving, when the news like sort of first dropped that, yeah, that he, they were interested, oh no, that, that, oh, that he, he wanted out, right, he right? Wanted out. Kyrie Irving is just a taller Isaiah Thomas. That's yeah. It. There, there's, there's no that's that's it. And he he's can, taller
1: and younger though.
0: Yeah, taller and younger, and he can finish better. And he's got rim. better handle. Yeah, yeah, he's a better shooter. Essentially, <laughs> besides all of those other things, essentially they're the same player.
1: Yeah, but, right. but right, they do a lot of the same things. I mean, yeah. they they both get to the bucket. Um, you know, they're they're both good distributors, not great. Um, they both have good handle, regardless. I mean. Isaiah might not have the handle that Kyrie has, but he's very difficult to get the—he's he's got a great way to get around guys by being small. He uses that to his advantage. I mean, these guys can't reach down and swipe him, you know? Yeah. But um, another,
0: another thing that should, people should probably be talking about a little bit more is the Jay Crowder, J.R. Smith beef. I don't know. I, would, did they would, have a
1: beef? I, I, just, I, I, I mean,
0: I, after what J.R. Smith did to him, was it two years ago?
1: Which yeah. I thought they got into it this postseason. Well, they probably got into it both postseasons. No, no, no.
0: When, when J.R. Smith like took a swipe at at Jay and he like collapsed and like his his, his knee was a little messed up. That was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah two yeah, years okay. ago.
1: And they got into it this postseason too. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they did. But now uh, all of a sudden they're teammates.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I think with a lot of these guys though, that stuff goes out the window. I mean, what are you going to do? You know everybody's... They're competitors. You gotta play on the same team. I mean, these guys get paid enough to get around that, you know?
0: I mean, yeah, I guess. Rondo and Wade had this beef. I mean, Wade... And then they came together.
1: If they can come together and play, then, geez, anybody can.
0: Yeah, I guess. I guess that's
1: true. But what about Ante Zizic? I don't think he's gonna play. You don't think so? (laughs) I mean, not this year. I, I... When I saw... I was... I was pumped on Zizic coming to Boston this year. And then... I saw him in the um, um, Summer League, and he impressed a few times. I mean, you could see he's a big rebounder, whatever. But then I was like, man, I I really don't know exactly how he's going to fit with this team, you know? Um, And being that, granted, obviously talent wins out, but since he's so raw, I I didn't think he was going to play much with us, and I I don't think he's going to play that much with them either. Um, I think he'd have to be pretty damn impressive to stay on the floor and – But, I mean, who knows? I don't, I, you know, there was a lot of
0: hype, like you sort of hinted at, with him, but seeing him play this summer, or over the course of this summer, obviously still very raw, like you just said. I mean, he's 20 years old, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, so I mean, it's plenty of time, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he won't ever be a good center, but I just don't see him playing this year.
0: No, I I think what may happen is that he's just kind of going to fall to the wayside, and May just never get the opportunity to to play as much as he needs to in order to develop properly. Yeah, because I mean he's on he's playing on the Cavs. They're not exactly a
1: a team that's competing for a lottery slot. You know they're mm-hmm. they're
0: a, they're a perennial contender.
1: I mean he's still going to probably go and end up in the D League too. So for some time, anyways. Yeah. I mean and then. You know, I mean, he'll 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 if I guess it would depend. That if he starts tearing things up down there, who knows? Maybe he'll get an opportunity. But
0: yeah, um, but I don't know. with all of that said, <coughs> did Boston give up way too much? I when I saw this thing go down at IKEA, I immediately said, "Yes, we gave up way too much." That Brooklyn pick, and granted, people are saying that. With the moves that Brooklyn made, they don't seem like they're going to be as horrific as they were last year. And they <coughs> really Justin, <don't>. Justin, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's been he's been on
1: Team Brooklyn since <laughs> April.
0: <laughs> they, I mean, but they, they made legitimate improvements. They did, yeah. So no, right. they, for sure, yeah. So you can think of at least uh, who's going to be worse than them. Uh, Atlanta is going to be pretty bad. Uh, New York is probably going to be bad.
1: Hopefully, we. the Lakers are going to be pretty bad. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. You know, hopefully, but, I hopefully you know. Know. My man Tucker thinks we shouldn't have given up that Brooklyn pick. He's yes. going nuts. But <laughs> the pick will probably, without a doubt, be a t- without a doubt it'll be a top ten pick, mm-hmm.
0: for sure. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that it hurts less, especially right. in this upcoming draft you can talk about how the Celtics still have the Laker pick only if it falls between two and five I really don't see that happening yeah no I mean the Lakers are going to be so motivated to right but we said that about
1: Brooklyn last year too so I mean I don't know we'll see I, I, I agree with you though I don't think we're getting that pick next year we got a better shot at getting it from Sacramento and what In what is it? What, is, what are the
0: protections on that? Two so it's five. two two
1: five if it's the Lakers next year, and then if it's Sacramento, I believe it's not protected at all. It's, it's but, I think it's top one protected. Okay, that might be yes, that might be. No, you know what though? It might be like it has to have some kind of protection on it though, because if, if whatever it is, if we don't get the Sacramento pick, it becomes the um, the Philly pick that year, Philadelphia's pick. So. I'm wondering if it's it, I know it's top 1 protected, but it's probably more than that too. I'm not okay, really so sure. so this
0: is I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it is. I'm going to pull this up just okay. just so everybody's clear about it. So, it's a 2018 first round draft pick. If if it is it's protected for the first pick and 6 through 30. So, yes, it has to fall between 2 and 5.
1: This is next. This is the Lakers pick.
0: This is the Lakers pick. Okay. If, and then if it's not if it doesn't go through, then Boston will instead receive the more favorable of 20 of Philly's 2019 first pick, first round pick protected for selection 1 and Sacramento's 2019 first round pick protected one.
1: Okay, so it just can't be the first overall pick at all. Yeah. But But we could get the number two pick in 2019. Yeah. Potentially. But next year's draft is so deep. So we get the best of whichever those two picks is? Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's better than I thought. Because Sacramento made a – that's the problem. Both of those teams got better. They did. They both got better. But, I mean, uh, you know, it's still a good good chance that'll be a top ten pick if it's the better of the two picks, right? I don't know, but I still think that Boston gave up a little bit too much, uh,
0: especially for a guy that had no leverage.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. See, here's the thing, though. We got Kyrie for two years, and then let's say we sign him to an extension after next season. He'll be 27, right? 27, 28, whatever. 26, 27. Yeah, yeah, he'll be 27. Uh, Well, he'll be turning 27 before that season begins. I mean, we're getting him for, you know, say it's a five-year deal with a player option at number five, so it's four years. I mean, we're getting him for, you know, the, the years we're getting him for are, like, ideal, right? And, and you got to figure he's, he's still got some room to grow. Um, a lot of people were saying he was stifled by LeBron a little bit. I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's a great—I I think, think they overpaid slightly only because I, I think it's just—it was too good to pass up a guy like that. Personally, age wise, coming into his prime, I, I mean, he does a lot of the same things as Isaiah. I think he does a lot of things that Isaiah does better than Isaiah. Not everything, but you know, certain things. I don't know. I, I think it's. I think it's. I think it's a great move. Personally,
0: you know what? You're on this Kyrie train a little, little too much. All right. I don't like it. Right. <laughs> Fair
1: enough. <laughs> I don't like it.
0: You we'll know. see. We'll
1: see when he scores. You know, it's gonna be. He's gonna be really good. He better. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily have to put up Isaiah numbers scoring next year because we have two guys that can do that now, right? But if we have two guys scoring like 25 a game next year, it's going to be pretty damn good.
0: Yeah, and Al Horford distributing seven assists per game, pulling oh. down seven, eight, seven,
1: six or seven rebounds. I need not come up with a cool nickname for Al. I mean, Big Al just doesn't – it's going to be like the – I don't know. think of something. Uh, Yeah, I'm
0: not even going to try. I'm so bad with my (laughs) games.
1: Me too. Someone smarter than us needs to come up with this.
0: So what we're going to get into now is what I hinted at. That's the intro of of this podcast.
1: We've been waiting for this one.
0: Yeah, we really have. We've been trying to do this for, I want to say, a little over three months. And the the Kyrie trade was the icing. Yeah, because Kyrie Irving seems to think that the earth is... (laughs) I can't even say it without laughing that the Earth is flat, and I'm pretty sure we got to be careful here. Yeah, because well, I'm pretty sure that somebody listening, or a few people listening, are also flat
1: Earth truly. flat Earthers. Yeah, if you're a flat Earther, get at us hashtag um, CLPod because we we want to know.
0: Yeah, we want to know why why you think so, this, like what what led you to believe this, so on and so forth. Um so, we're going to go into some of these, or we'll, we'll start discussing some of these NBA conspiracies. Again, starting with Kyrie Irving thinking that the Earth is flat. Kyrie, the Earth is not flat. It's just not. It's yeah. just not. And the reason, and I forget what the, what the justification or what the reasoning behind, like, planets, other planets, flat Earth truthers give like how do they explain us being able to see
1: other planets that are obviously spherical i have no idea do you know i mean i i just don't i i thought it was a joke at first i mean he got outed on uh some calves podcast by Je- richard jefferson and Channing fry who were like the, joking about it like they they questioned him he i think he was um, wasn't he a. Uh, um he was on the podcast. I think he was a guest. And in his words, and I'm reading this one, he said, so so really we're way off here with our conspiracy theory pod. because." It, and I quote Kyrie Irving, this is not even a conspiracy theory. The earth is flat. The earth is flat. It's right in front of our faces. I'm telling you, it's right in front of our faces. They lie to us. <laughs> I mean, I I don't even think you could get Donald Trump to believe that the earth is flat. I mean, this is... This is pretty wild stuff.
0: I mean, who was the? Fr- it was um, oh, what's his name? Ah, oh, the rapper. Uh, he's not. A, I'm sorry, he's not a rapper. He's like a pop artist. What's his name? The um, things like Earth. Is flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh.
1: Bob. Oh, really? He, yeah. he thinks the Oh, that's right. I remember this coming out a few years ago. Yeah. He and he's adamant about it. He's
0: like. Why is it that if I'm on a plane, I don't see the curvature of the earth
1: and people are like, bro. Because it's pretty damn big. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I come it's on. It's pretty dude. big. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Like, what are we talking about? It's, it, it's, I mean, that's, that, that is the only thing that has me a little questionable on Kyrie. Anybody that can believe the earth is flat and it's 2017. We, I, the public school system has failed this man. Or or uh, Duke has failed him. Yeah, geez. Another shot at Duke there. Slight it they 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 got I don't know what they're teaching over there, but that's that is really banana land. I I wonder I still wonder if it's a joke, because I I just can't fathom, but I don't know, man. (laughs) Anyway. Frozen envelopes during the lottery selection? Uh, so this was, uh, so this is. I mean, obviously, there's always been questions about the lottery, right, in terms of what happens. I mean, this year, the Celtics win the lottery. The Lakers get the second pick. You know, like, I, you know, there's always been years. There was the year after um, LeBron left Cleveland. Cleveland got the first pick, what, two years in a row? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. one of the years, they weren't even, like, they were, like, the 11th team or something like that, and they ended up with the first pick. Like, wild stuff, you know? Um But the the biggest, most controversial one was, I I think it was 1986. Yeah, it was 86, yep. The Knicks, um, they got, it was Patrick Ewing coming out of Georgetown. Um, Obviously, it it would have been a great fit to put that big star player on the Knicks. They wanted the Knicks to be good because they always want the Knicks to be good because obviously the New York team is doing well. League's doing well. And the, the frozen envelope, and I don't even know the whole story behind it, but that was the, uh, the gist of it there, that, that, that there was a weighted envelope that they knew was heavier than the rest of them, so they knew not to pull that one out. Um, and sure enough, the Knicks got Patrick Ewing. I won't get into this one too much because I'm pretty sure everyone's heard it at
0: least once, even if you're a very even if you're super young, that's a pretty infamous moment in NBA history. And all I'm gonna say is that I don't doubt it, especially like if it if it were like Milwaukee that ended up with that pick, like all right, that's just normal. But anytime something like that happens in New York, like you said, if the New York teams or if the New York team. Is doing well. That means that the league is doing very well.
1: Because right. it's a huge market. If you the have- New York team, whichever that is. So yeah. Yankees, if you're talking baseball. Obviously, the Knicks, if you're talking basketball.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I don't think it matters so much with the like the Giants and Jets, though. Yeah, I was gonna say that they they both. Although I would I would I would argue that the Giants are probably have more fans than the Jets. No. Uh, probably. Yeah. I, don't know, I live in New England though too, so I, there's a lot of Giants fans around here. So maybe that's why I think that. But I've I've always thought the Giants were bigger than the Jets. I
0: yeah, mean, I mean it's hard to say New York. It's walking around here like there there aren't clear displays of fandom like there are in like Boston, where you see like a Red Sox sign or a Celtic sign everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. In New York, there's like nothing. Yeah. Uh, moving on, and this this one is near and dear to my heart, especially I, after today. After a few hours ago, oh,
1: this is my favorite.
0: After a few hours ago, Lil B, well, let's get into this. For the base second. God, Lil B, base God, has cursed Lonzo Ball.
1: Love it, and no memory. one survived. No one has survived the Lonzo no Little B curse. Yeah, Kevin Durant. James Harden. Didn't well Kevin Durant
0: didn't win a championship until after B lifted his curse. Lifted the curse, yep. James Harden has been cursed for God knows how long. Since he was on the Thunder, right? I think so. Yep. yep. I think so. And where's James Harden been? Scoring a lot of points and getting to the conference mm-hmm. semifinals, yep. conference finals, but not going didn't, to the NBA finals. Didn't and get the of,
1: MVP. Didn't get the MVP last year.
0: So now Alonzo Ball. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Lonzo Ball has fallen victim to this curse.
1: Well, he came at Nas. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, Lonzo Ball said, for those that you don't know, that basically, well, kind of exactly what he said was that nobody listens to Nas anymore. And that future and Migos are real hip-hop and the future of rap. If you don't listen, for for those of you who don't, I'm sure most people have heard of Future. Future um was the guy that was with Sierra, and Sierra is the 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 lady who's with Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks. And Russell Wilson and Future have this like kinda weird halfway beef because Russell Wilson is like kinda taking care of Future's kid. It's a weird situation. Anyway, Migos it's a rap group comprised of three rappers: Takeoff, Quavo, Quavo, and I. Yeah, and I forget what the other guy's name is. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows the other guy's name <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, they're
1: they're pretty bad. they I bad. mean, don't get me wrong. I mess around with some Migos songs, but okay, I mean, yeah, like they they make fine. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but we're not cookies. we're not talking about. Yeah, exactly. They're they're not on that level. But you can't
0: compare Migos to Nas. Nas, right? But anyway, enough of that because I don't want to talk about Alonzo Ball anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lil B has blessed
1: Jalen Brown and the Boston Celtics now for the 2018 season. What? Now, where did this? Where did this come from? I saw it this today, just this afternoon, and like, where? Like, where did he must have met him somehow or something? Like, what happened? Yes. Do we know what how I, that happened? So I think what it was was that.
0: Jalen Brown and Lil B met because I did see a picture of them floating around. And yeah, I guess
1: that they met on. They
0: met this afternoon, actually.
1: Now, what do we know about the Lil B blessing? I mean, how has this benefited people in the past? We know the curse is legit.
0: You know. I've never seen Lil B bless an entire NBA team.
1: No, me neither. That's why I'm thinking Banner 18 is – that's it. This is it.
0: Yeah, this This is is it. Yep. I don't know what to make of it,
1: but – Well, I'll tell you what. I'm glad we're on this side of it. I don't want to be on the curse. Neither do I. We've already seen curses. Tom Brady, he's on the Madden cover. I'm petrified. We've already lost Julian Edelman for the year for my Patriots life friends out there. So I'm, I'm a big believer in these curses.
0: I think because of this and nothing else, we will win the NBA championship this year.
1: I, I'm, I'm with you.
0: Shout-outs to Lil B. Hopefully Lil B is listening to this podcast. Or not listening because we're not doing this live. God. He listens to this podcast. Mm-hmm. And he extends his blessings to the Celtics life roster. I like it. That would be something.
1: I'm going to send him an invitation to come on the pod next week with us. us.
0: That would be great. I'd
1: love
0: it. Anyway, moving on to something a a little more recent. Draymond Green being suspended in game five, pivotal game five of the 2016 NBA Finals. A lot of people were saying that Draymond Green got suspended so that, or the NBA suspended Draymond in order to extend that series. I believe it 100%.
1: Yeah, I mean that was pretty harsh. Although I I do not like his uh, habitual nut kicking. I think it's a little out of hand. It is. It <laughs> is. But I, I at the same time, I mean that that brought Cleveland right back in that series. And what were they down three one right? Yes, so, they were. Infamously yes, down three one. Um, yeah, that that was rough stuff. It, it, it kept the Warriors from getting three straight, though. So, as much as I don't like seeing LeBron take home titles, I'm, I'm glad the Warriors didn't win three straight. Yeah. At the same time.
0: And this one, very near and dear to us, oh, because this was, this was very is,
1: recent. We spent a lot of time talking about this.
0: <laughs> the so Marquise Morris and Marcus Morris. Marquise and Marcus. Marcus is our guy. They're yeah. They're twins. And people were saying that it was so. Mark, Mark, Marcus, Markeith, Markeith. He was on the Wizards. Yeah, he was injured or got injured. It game was, one. Or, yeah, right? game one or I think or two maybe. Whatever was one of the first games. And the injury seemed like it was kind of bad. It wasn't horrible It wasn't like It he looked was like, like he got shot with a sniper rifle. I mean, he was yeah. He was he looked like he was hurt. And then the next game, he comes back, and this guy
1: has the best game he had all playoffs. Oh.
0: Yeah. So people thought that Marcus, who was now with the Boston Celtics, was playing in his place.
1: For anybody that doesn't know, they're twin brothers, identical twin brothers. Identical. And not only that, they're loaded up with tattoos and they have identical tattoos, which is absolutely ridiculous. Like, that's just crazy. Well, I mean, good for them. But the, the thing that got me the most was, so when I, when I found out about the tattoos, I didn't realize they had all identical matching tattoos, right? Yep. So, not only, like, not only that, though, when you look at the way that they play, like, Markeith and Marcus. Marcus has always been a little bit better in terms of, like, uh, he's more of a scorer. Markeith is more of a goon kind of thing. Not, not to say he's not, you know, they're different kind of players. And then, all of a sudden, Markeith with his bum, bum, I think it was his knee or his ankle. I don't remember what it was. I think it was his knee. Um, all of a sudden, he's he, he's... Like, he averaged, like, the most points he averaged in that series, like, the whole playoffs, looked completely different, like, rejuvenated. Imagine a guy that was off for a couple weeks just came in and played for him, right? That's a better score to begin with. I, I still, I'm 50-50 on this. I definitely think that's possible, especially since they acknowledge that they used to do this in high school.
0: I mean, I think the fact that they do have I- identical tattoos, not similar identical not, not sort of the same that's crazy identical tattoos i
1: think there is like a like an inch height difference between the two i think yeah but i mean that's not really i can't when you're talking about these big guys that can't be that noticeable i mean no. i mean they're all wearing shoes right yeah i mean the, I, it's it's crazy and you got to think the only people that might have known about it would be, would have been likely teammates right and yeah. so they're not obviously not going to say anything right if they're probably in on it if it did happen I wouldn't doubt it. But I I've mean, been, how could you how could the NBA prove it? If, you know what I mean? Make them stand up die right next to each other, you know? I don't know. Honestly, honestly, there's no way.
0: <laughs> I I think I think they should.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think they should. I want a DNA sample from those sneakers that were worn in that game.
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, well you We know, won but, the series anyway, so. Yeah, ex- well, exactly. Otherwise,
1: I'd still be crying about this.
0: I'd love to do some more conspiracies and i'd love to have people listening throw their conspiracy theories out there even if they're conspiracies that no one has ever heard of maybe yeah some personal crazy.
1: conspiracy theory crazy while we're still in the doldrums of summer here before the yeah. season starts it'd be cool so, to get some some listener ones
0: yeah so if y'all are listening right now and you have some weird theory or some 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 hunch about something that hasn't been mentioned because i'm sure there's a lot of stuff Just put a comment under this podcast uh, post once it's up and let us know. Anything, anything, anything at all. It doesn't even have to be Celtics related. But speaking of Celtics, well, actually, this isn't speaking of Celtics because he's not a Celtic. Marcus Saul followed Kyrie Irving on Instagram because, and we're talking about this because, yeah. Anything to make of it? I don't think so.
1: What's that, Marcus? I, 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 I'm getting a little... It's a little crazy with the Instagram following who... I mean, these guys all play together. You know, it's not like it's... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think I we go a little overboard sometimes with the Instagram stuff. Yes,
0: they do. Uh,
1: um, I, but... Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no, no. no. I, that's what I was just going to say. I mean, I, I, the only... The, the, it's just... Like, we looked at it with a couple different things. I remember it was Hayward's trainer, like, tra- followed the whole team or something like that after uh, um, his meeting with the Celtics. That's a little different, right? Yeah, Versus yeah. Uh, uh, an NBA player, like, you know, especially one that's not even been reported to be on the trade block. I don't think there's been any talk of them trading us all, really. Like, serious. Yeah.
0: Eh, it's a whole lot of nothing. As a result of the Kyrie Irving trade, the Boston Celtics suddenly have a 15th roster spot open for whomever, insert name here. Who do you think should be our, potentially, be our 15th guy?
1: Who do I think or who do I want? Well, let's say who do you want. Tony Allen. I agree 100%. I, I, he's perfect. You slot into Bradley's role, right? The lockdown defender, 2 guard. I, I think he's great. He'd be a great veteran presence. He's been in Boston uh, I'm perfect fit. I think. No, yeah, absolutely. Outside of Gerald Green, I can't think of a better fit. Yeah, like Gerald Green will be a, a you know easy uh a easy plug in too. Obviously, he's been with well, not the, the other four guys that are still here from last year, but yeah. but he, but he's been on in the, in the you know what I mean in the organization. Andrew Bogut is an intriguing name, but I just don't trust his his knee. Yeah, I mean, a veteran minimum deal, though, I'm willing, I'd am i kick the tires on that. I, I just I mean, don't know if he'd take it. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. And, and who knows if any of these guys would take any of this, you know? But, yeah. um, you know, obviously I think we could probably get green because we had him last year. Yeah. But, um, but we, uh, Trey Burke was another one. And another guy that I think is a really good idea, Boris Diao. I mean, we know he's willing to take short money for a contender. Um, I don't know if San Antonio is interested in bringing him back, but... Um, I think he'd be a great fit here, too. And he's a veteran that's won a championship.
0: Yep, and we are contenders, so. Right,
1: and, a, and he's, a, he's, a, he's a nice big body down low. He does a lot of things well. Yeah.
0: Well, we mentioned some big men just now. And something really interesting happened with Nerlens Noel, who signed, what was it, a uh, it was like a qualifying offer or something that was like worth maybe three, four million dollars a year. I think it was
1: six. Uh, way
0: less than... He, it was six versus
1: the, you know, 20 million a year for five years he wanted, right? Yeah, <laughs>
0: but, it, but it, I'm sure it was a qualifying offer. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's a little odd for someone who has, who sort of proved this past season that he can he can come around and he can play.
1: Mm-hmm. What do you think happened there? Uh, with Noel? Yeah. I mean, I just, I think, you know, he got a little, I think, you know, his agent, maybe himself, they got a little ahead thinking about, you know, adding. You know, these guys, I think the Mavs wanted to sign him to a long-term extension, and he wants to bet on himself. He thinks if he takes the qualifying offer, he's he'll still get a max deal next year. I think that's kind of tricky when the, the team that, you know, wants to, the, the team that you're playing for, I mean, you, your playing time and your next contract based based on how much they play you, right? So, exactly. I don't know how I don't know how well that's going to work out, but it's not like the Mavs are going to be some great team. I think his best bet is if he gets traded midseason to a contender and maybe makes a big impact there, right? I'm rooting for him. I'd love to see him in Boston. I think I, I wanted him bad last year before the season started. I thought he would have been a great fit, even though he can't shoot – uh, he did the things that we needed, right? Big guy, block shots, rebound, the things yes. that we couldn't do last year. Yeah, and he was still in, on the market for for pretty much nothing
0: after um, leaving Philly. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. You know, with, with the Celtics and Danny Ainge, you can never rule out anything, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And on that note, check out the links at the top of com. We have a huge variety of shirts and hoodies in our store. And you can't get tickets to the next game until October. But once October comes rolling around, check out the link under the header and you can get tickets. You can find our podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, and most Podcatcher apps. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, be sure to rate us five stars. If you don't like something or have a suggestion, especially a conspiracy suggestion... Make sure to let us know with a comment on any Celtics Life article or on Twitter with the hashtag CLPod. That is hashtag CLPod. We're always trying to bring you the Celtic coverage you want, the way you like it. Anything else you want to add, Mark?
1: I'm good, man. I think
0: we got it all. I think so, too. Again, any conspiracy theories, I don't care what it is, even if it's ridiculous. If you feel it and you believe it, add a comment under under the article that this podcast will be posted with and let us know and maybe we'll talk about it on our next podcast
1: oh and we gotta plug my man Topher's got a Jay Crowder tribute piece coming up either tonight, tomorrow whenever you're listening to this, maybe it's already posted but check that out
0: yes, always gotta plug Celtics Life people
1: he specifically asked us to do that so there you go buddy
0: and one final shout out Lil B, hopefully you're listening.
1: Thanks, God.
0: Thank you for the blessing. And I guess we'll see the Celtics in the finals come June. 10 or 18. (laughs) Later, y'all.